Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Let Me Tell You. Now, here's Joan Hamburg. I'm really happy that you're joining me on Let Me Tell You, our original podcast. So put your seatbelts on because we're going to Tokyo and the Olympics, which are about to open. And what's it like in Tokyo? I understand it is truly desolate, deserted. People are not on the streets. They're not in the restaurants. They're certainly not watching the games. They're home. They're sheltering in place. And we have, actually, he's a guy that I know, and he's covered the Olympics for over 16 years for Sports Illustrated. And he's going to take us on his journey and take us to some of the big stars, the joy, the heartbreak, and what's really going on there. And don't forget that if some of these wonderful athletes have tested positive, which so many have in the last week since they've arrived or came with it, they may never do it again. There may never be an opportunity again. So it's a story of achievement, of joy, and of heartache. And by the way, don't forget to listen to The Joan Hamburg Show every Sunday right here on WABC Radio, 2 o'clock. We have great guests for you and wonderful topics We do features that are very popular, and we love the fact that you're a part of it. So come on along. Come on to Tokyo with us today. Enjoy the Joan Hamburg Show. By the way, that show is podcast, too. See you on the radio. Stay tuned. Well, the Olympics are upon us, and we've been getting like lots of weird news. So I thought it would be interesting to reach out to someone I know who's covered at least 16 Olympics and consulting with Sports Illustrated, and that's why he's there. And I thought it'd be something we're all interested in. Richard DeMack is right on the scene, and this is a very unusual Olympics. First of all, there are different sporting competitions, different ones than there have ever been before. There are at least 34 different sports, and a lot of the stars now are testing positive. I was telling Richard that the news here was basically about the crummy beds, I, you know, where <laughs> which yeah. is sort of funny. So from your perspective, you've covered so many of them. Do you sense a difference this year, the impact of the pandemic? Oh, yeah. First of all, I have done a lot of them, and I will say that they're all different and all the same in some ways, but all different. And we're always worried about something going in. In um, Athens and Salt Lake City in 2002, we were worried about terrorism. And in Sochi, we were worried about war. And in Rio, 
five years ago, we were worried about Zika. We're always worried about something, but nothing like this and nothing that's, you know, precipitated zero spectators in the stands or precluded athletes from mingling. Right. So the scenes you're used to seeing from the Olympics, what makes the Olympics different than other sporting competitions is that you have athletes, you know, you have Mongolian archers having lunch with uh, Ukrainian fencers, you know, and none of that is going to happen here because they're all going to be separated for the entire Olympics. They're going to only be here for the duration of their competition. And so the the great mingling of the world's athletes isn't going to happen. And that's what makes the Olympics special. And that's what's going to be missing here. But the one thing I want to say is as bad as it is for spectators, as bad as it is for, you know, athletes, families, it's worse for the people in Japan. You know, in what way, Richard? Why? why? Because. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. They're, you know, they're where some, some U.S. cities were you know, uh, several months ago. They're under state of emergency. I went out this morning from my hotel, and this is Tokyo, one of the world's great cities, really is, you know, and it's spectacular in many ways, including the venues here are spectacular. Um, but uh, the streets are deserted. Everybody's boarded up in their homes. They're afraid. They're, people are not shopping. They're not eating in restaurants. They're not going to work, um, much less going to, you know, be spectators at Olympics that they've waited five years for to watch their hometown athletes. So it's different, for sure. But Richard, in New York, as you know, Richard, by the way, is in Tokyo, of course. In New York, people are acting as if it's over. And yet every day there are dire stories about the Delta variation. And we have a big increase in hospitalization, in people being diagnosed. And yet Fa-la-la. You know, you can't see a mask practically on anyone. But you're describing a Tokyo that still is in lockdown. Have they had an increase in cases or is this just precaution? Oh, no, they've really struggled. They were, Japan early on was ahead in testing, ahead of the curve in testing. But they they were way behind in vaccination. And why that is, I don't know. I suspect a lot of people don't know, including Japanese, but they were behind in vaccinations and they're still behind in vaccinations. And that's why they're under this state of emergency, because their numbers were up in June and they're still up. Uh And what about like we heard that a large number of people involved with um, gymnastics? Not necessarily, you know, the the, the stars, but uh, the substitutes, the alternates. People are yeah. uh, testing positive. So, yeah, what's the deal with that? Are they automatically out, or are they quarantined? Well, both. They're quarantined for a length of time that precludes them from competing. So they're out. You know, essentially, the numbers of athletes who have tested positive is not unexpected. I would say it's what you would think based on the general population. And keep in mind, these are athletes from all over the world, where not everybody is vaccinated. So the numbers are not so shocking among the athlete population. I would say it's kind of what you would expect. The thing I wanted to mention, though, is so part of the reason we we have these games is so the athletes get to compete in these Olympics, and that's their Olympic dream, and that's why we don't cancel the games in part, right? So 
the punishment, though, for these athletes is is the ones who test positive. They're they're going to miss this, right? And the next game isn't going to be for four more years. Right. So this will end the Olympic career of many of these of these athletes. These I, I'm not a virologist, I'm not an epidemiologist, but these athletes are asymptomatic. Many of them, I presume, almost all of them have tested positive are are vaccinated. Yeah, it's sort of um, scary. There's very uh, my understanding is there's very little chance of them transmitting the virus, but when they test positive to the, for the, from this very sensitive test that doesn't separate between someone with a large viral load and someone with a very infinitesimal viral load, they're they're going to be quarantined the same way and they're going to miss their Olympics and, and their Olympic career is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But is it hard for you to get good stories? I mean, you've always had fabulous stuff in the past yeah. Olympics, but how do you you deal and get stories when everyone is so scared of being exposed to anything? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's for sure a problem. But here's the thing I will say is, and yes, we have confronted various problems throughout at various other Olympics. The athletes always save the games. You can the, the politics, the risk of terrorism, the greed, the bribery, the drug, you know, even disease before Zika and other things, not this one. But it, it's the athletes and their stories that make the Olympics different from everything else. Right. There is nothing else like it. And the stories from all over the world, from athletes, from all over, and they're still here. And what you're going to watch at home, when you're watching NBC is the athletes and their stories. And they're still great. And they're still going to be able to tell their stories. And we work really hard to get those stories and tell them. But you know what? It's not that hard at the Olympics because there's so many of them. Right. What are some of the stories that are oh, fun yeah. to listen to that you're uh, working on or dealing with or whom you've met? Right. Well, the thing is, you know, there are always stars going in. And people know them every four years, right? Like Simone Biles, people know now the greatest gymnast of all time. They don't know her you know, in between Olympics, right? Gymnastics right. is not a sport, you know. Between yeah, Olympics, you don't go every week like uh, basketball. Yeah, but there's Biles. There's Katie Ledecky, the greatest female swimmer of all time, you know. Caleb Dressel is believe here with a boatload of medals out of the pool. Naomi Osaka is a Japanese hero here. It'd be very interesting to see what she does in, in tennis. A lot of pressure on but she's revered here. There are stories in every sport. Just tonight, they have the draw for the Taekwondo, and... The, the first and one of the first round matchups is an Iranian athlete who will face an Iranian defector who's competing for the refugee. Oh, team. what a story. Right. I mean, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen at any other event on Earth. Hmm. Absolutely. So when you get, I take it, you guys are allowed into the events to watch them? Or do you yeah. have to go to TV? No, we're allowed. We're allowed to go to events. It's a, a bit more restricted than it usually is. You can't. They're, they're not putting as many uh, reporters in a, the same space as they usually do. But you can. You can go to every event. We, you can have somebody from your organization go to whatever event you want to. Okay. And when it comes to swimming, Michael Phelps is he around? Is he uh, competing this year? He's not competing. He is working for NBC, I believe, so you'll be able to hear him, but you won't be able to watch him swim. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's had enough. How many more medals can a guy win, right? (laughs) Right, right. He's going to give someone else a chance this year. And some of the new events, like, well, not stuff I'm interested in, like 
surfing, karate, sports climbing. Right. What? How come? Skateboard. <laughs> skateboard. Well, skateboard is sort of fun to watch. It is fun. It is fun. I have to say, you know, the IOC has been criticized for pandering to youth by just going after any sport they can that they think will capture people under 25 years old. But, you know, surfing is a great sport. And as you say, skateboarding is really fun. And these are fantastic athletes. And um, I'm really curious to see what they're like. All right. So you've got your eye on a whole bunch of stories and things that we all care about. I mean, the thing is, I love for us, we can just curl up at home and watch them and get the same thrills. The time difference, you're 12 hours, right? Are 13. You, thir- yeah. So that's a big difference. So what are yeah. they going to do? Put most of the main events on in the morning? They've um, In swimming, for example, they flip the schedule. So normally swim finals are in the evening and swim um, prelims are in the morning and they flipped it around. So the finals are going to be in the morning here so that you'll be able to see them in the evening in prime time in the United States, in the Eastern time zone. Okay. And are the most popular things still uh, track and field and gymnastics? You know, for Americans, it's, it's track and field, gymnastics, swimming. And then I would say women's soccer uh-huh. and, and men's and women's um, basketball, probably. But, you know, the Americans are, are going to be great in water, in women's water polo again, and in softball. Volleyball. Um, volleyball. Um, there are Americans who are good in a lot of sports. We don't pay attention to them very much between Olympics, but uh, we should now. What happened to the redheaded uh, track star who I've, they found marijuana? Do you know? Oh, she... Yeah, Shikari Richardson is not competing, and she was, she could have been selected for, she was prohibited from competing in the 100 meters because her her, her victory was annulled, but she could have been picked for the 4 by one meter relay team, and they did not select her, so she's not here. I felt so sorry for her, and then I thought, I know she was mourning a loss in her family, but yeah. she's an athlete, she's a competitor, how stupid. You know, knowing that you yeah. get tested, it was like a yeah. death wish. You know, you you can't, I don't think, help but feel sympathy for her and and applaud her for um, coming being forth. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of athletes don't do that. Um, a lot of people don't do that. But you know, there are rules, right? And every athlete competes knowing those rules and. You know, we criticize the governing bodies all the time, and you can argue whether marijuana should or should not be on the ban list. But the fact is, it is on the ban list at the moment, and everybody knows it's on the ban list. And, and she knows if too. You use something that's on the ban list, there are consequences, and it's really not for the governing body is not in the business of deciding why someone used exactly. it or didn't use it. That's right. They, the rules are the rules as long as they're in place. Yeah. Thank you so much, Richard. We look forward to reading your stories in Sports Illustrated. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, honey. Richard DeMack, who's covering this for Sports Illustrated, has covered at least 16 Olympics. And as you heard, this one is really different.